0: This podcast is listener supported. To help us out, go to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Red Bull This is the Red Bull Rant Podcast. If you aren't expecting adult language, why even bother listening?
1: Take responsibility for this. So will take this free kick long as the only field player for the Red Bulls to play every minute. Played in, there's a
2: flick of a score.
1: Van Dam went flying through, but I think he's pointing at Alessandrini that he was just a decoy.
3: To have a team that's not ready to play from the start and to play a first half like that where we show no life and no commitment and no belief. Galaxy with DeSantos
1: cutting it back.
2: Alessandrini, save, and it. it's gonna go in. Second
1: goal for him. Galaxy are stunning the Red Bulls here by a 2-0 score.
3: You know, I have to look carefully at what I'm doing. Um, and, and you know, there's not enough guys that are playing up to their potential and their capabilities. And so, again, that that has to fall on my shoulders. So I've got to figure out a way to to get this
1: group playing better. Go inside. Alcidrini picks it up. He went
2: down. Penalty. Galaxy, Gio Santos. We didn't look like us. We just, that's plain
1: and simple. And that, again, that falls on my shoulders. Here's Lawrence. Inside, and deflects. And that time the flag stayed down.
3: Should be royal. Because it's my job to prepare everyone and to make sure that whenever we play, win, lose, or draw, that that we are us. So that, that, that falls on me scoreboard might look a little bit friendlier, but the game ends
0: there. Welcome, my friends, to the The Friends. This is the Red Bull Ram Podcast, the official Red Bull podcast of SB Nation and Western Metro. I'm your host, Jason I. Picko. I'm Pat McDonald.
1: I'm Truman, and this is episode 223, Outshined. Outshined. Which, which I will say is going to be a departure this week uh, from our usual show titles. Mm. And I'm shouting this one out to Chris Cornell. Oh, rest in peace. I've I've more Chris Cornell talk later. That's for the dumping ground, though. All right, cool.
0: So, uh, yeah, fun times.
1: Yeah, speaking about sad things, jeez.
0: Well, you couldn't. You would think that a three nothing loss to Philadelphia would be the worst thing to happen in a two week span for the Red Bulls. Oops! Uh, no,
3: I, arguably this is worse because it was essentially a three nothing loss. That goal doesn't even count, and at right. home on top of all things, yeah,
0: ninety fourth minute or whatever the hell it was, right? Nine, yeah, it was like three minutes of stoppage time or whatever. Yep. So I, I turned honestly, I turned the game off after twenty minutes. Wow! Yeah, that hurts. It was, it was nothing. I was like, fuck it. If they're yeah. not going to try, I'm not going to care. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to save myself 90-something minutes. I'll watch the highlights later. And I'm glad You're I did. You have a matter. job
3: to do. You have to sit through the horrible for this <laughs> show.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. The Vegan Bakery does not, <laughs> it's not it's about paying me to sit there for another 70 minutes to watch a teen that's losing. <laughs> Which, by the way, Red Velvet Rant seems like a very aggressive name for a vegan bakery. <laughs> Just you think the only out. one.
1: It's the best part. You'd be the only angry vegan bakery.
0: I, I, yeah, I mean, I feel like that's the place where all the uh, the activists go. The one, the ones who go to like the dairy farms and stuff and take the t- tape the uh, conditions. I feel like that's that's the meeting joint. Yeah, but, the of you,
3: Your bakery is where the the, the hardcore scene vegans go. Exactly, like you know. They they go get their vegan scones and then go in mosh pits and, like, bleed each other. (laughs) Fuck shit up.
0: So, yeah. Uh, 3-1 loss to the LA Galaxy at home. First, quote, regular season home loss since last year because, you know, the playoffs don't matter in terms of unbeaten streaks.
1: Right, yeah. Somehow they don't count.
0: They don't. They don't count. I mean, they didn't count for the unbeaten streak of the regular season, too. So, anyway, let's do our usual shit, uh, likes and dislikes. Uh, Truman, you can go first. What did you dislike the most about this one?
1: <laughs> where do he begin?
0: Yeah,
1: I, I don't know where to start. This, <laughs> From top to bottom, you could break this down as the worst game uh, at Red Bull Arena. That I in any history that I can recall, uh, minus the, you know, all the uh, heart wrenching playoff losses. But we're going to talk about the score, the way the team played, the attendance, the weather. It, every excuse we had uh, came to fruition.
2: <laughs>
1: Everything, except for we forgot Metallica was playing that day. It's the only uh, thing we left out was Metallica. Uh, but. I mean, aside from absolutely everything that happened, it was the same old story, but this time at home. Tons and tons and tons of possession. Nothing to show for it. Give up the first goal. And a god-awful first goal at that. I mean, that was horrific. Yeah. Um, And that was it. And it was game over. It was game over with no thought of even getting back into it whatsoever. But. Just it's just that we keep seeing this over and over again. Just yeah, let's hold the ball. Uh, never put anything together in the final third.
3: Yeah. Uh, you know, my dislike is just gonna it's gonna be the man at the top, Jesse Marsh. Uh, I think it's it's that's at that time. I mean, we're you know we're what almost a third of the way into the season now, uh, and this team just doesn't look the same. And this is Jesse Marsh's team. There's no blaming Ali Curtis. He's gone. Jesse Marsh is the man in charge. Jesse Marsh is the one who made the decision to trade Dax McCarty uh, and claim that Tyler Adams and Sean Davis are ready. and And I think Adams is definitely a bit more ready than Davis. Uh, I do think that was an absence that uh, the team was uh, missing this week for sure. Um, but you know, it, it's it's that's what it comes down to. I mean, I Matt Doyle wrote an interesting article. Uh, and then one of his, you know, we you know league roundups this past week that. Um, you know, we we brought a lot of blame to Sasha Kleshin, uh because he's not been as effective as he has in years past. And part of that, uh at least according to, you know, my it's an interesting take, is that, you know, Dax McCarty was able at getting those long passes up to Kleschen when he was in a dangerous uh, position that he could then put it to BWP and get that goal. And now uh, Sasha is dropping deeper and deeper because, you know, Adams and Davis are not. I mean, we definitely saw with Davis, who was just pretty much the king of the side pass when he was out there, but uh, Adams as well, they're just not getting that long pass into question in dangerous spots. Um, And so it's just making him far less ineffective, Uh, far, far more ineffective rather. Um, So yeah, in the end, I think it's, this is what, I mean, hopefully as the season goes on, the rewards will be reaped uh, by playing these young guys uh, and by trading away Dax. Um But it's certainly not right now, and I think you know it, to lose two games in a row to two bottom feeders—that's uh, just an embarrassing thing. Especially considering one of them is a, one of those games is at home. So I think uh, Jesse Marsh, really, he at this point deserves uh, a lot of the blame, if not all of the blame. Uh, I mean, well, I'd say a lot because he's still not the one on the field um, for how this team looks right now, and you know, for all the good he's done. Let's, I hate to tell you, but in the world of sports, it's what have you done with me lately? And uh, as of right now, it's not a lot.
1: There was a terrible, terrible movie with Dane Cook called uh, Good Luck Chuck.
3: <laughs>
0: and the whole concept uh, of the I, movie I, was... He, what, Jay? I was going to say, any movie with Dane Cook? Yeah.
3: yeah I, was, I think I was going to make the same joke. <laughs> good, good point.
1: Yeah, just one of one of his terrible movies.
3: <laughs> but this particular um, one, anyway.
1: But let me just say that the, the premises was he was the guy you dated, and then you you uh, what? got married after you dated this guy, right? I think that was the whole point of the movie. Uh, are the Red Bulls going to be the team you beat and then you just start doing really well all of a sudden?
0: <laughs> Look at
1: Philly! Three in a row! Right. Is that us? Is that, that going to be our... This is what we're going to be doing now?
3: It's who we are now.
1: <laughs> this
3: is our lot in life.
0: <laughs> now I wish I had a sound clip from Bob's Burgers. Which just goes, this is me now. <laughs> you know what's funny? At the beginning of the year, that was Minnesota United. Yeah. <laughs> Look how that changed.
3: Oops. Yeah. Womp womp.
0: Uh, my dislike is that I hate the fact that they proved me right in their distrust after the Philly game. <laughs> like I only thought they were going to draw. Like yeah. I didn't distrust them that much, but no. The whole team proved me to be more right than I needed to be. They went all the way. Yeah. It's like, oh, Jason doesn't trust us? Okay, we're going to just go completely balls out and lose here. Like, I, the first 20 minutes, like, there was just nothing. There was nothing for me to hang my hat on to say, yeah, like, this is a possibility to even at least pull a fan back. It's just or, you know, a, a goal back, but it's just like, I, I, I don't understand.
3: And How much <sighs> do you understand about this one?
0: No, I guess not. <clears throat> all right. Should
1: we uh, read some tweets before we get to our likes? Because they're they're just angry. We could stay angry.
0: Uh, you know what? How about this? I actually wanted to talk about something from last week since I wasn't here. If that was okay. Okay. I know it's, it doesn't make sense because we're in the middle of a three game homestand, but I figured I should get this out here now before I forget about it. So this team is really, really bad on the road. I think we can all agree yeah yeah well, do you guys know how bad we are on the road F- very well, I mean like mathematically know how bad we are
1: well, I mean, I know our record
0: well, yeah, so this year we're one win five losses mm- mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you think is the the highest number of wins under Jesse Marsh on the road that we've had in the in the previous two seasons? <sighs>
1: For, for We're just talking one season?
0: One season, highest win total on the road. Three.
3: Five. Pat's the closest. Six.
2: Oh, okay.
0: All
3: right. That's actually that was, not terrible in MLS. Yeah, by, by MLS standards, yeah. Right,
0: but Truman was dead on for last year. It was three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Over the two and whatever year spam we're in, that's 10 wins, 19 losses, 15 draws. Which honestly isn't terrible, but we're on pace to beat our loss record on the road this year. <laughs> we have, thir- we've, we've gotten 34% of the po- possible points on the road in the, uh, whatever number of games that that number is since Jesse Marsh took over. So there's a, I don't know what, why we're so bad on the road but something, and and I really wish I was on last week because this would make more sense if it was last week, but something's really got to change with this team in terms of the road performances. And you can't, and, and I don't think you can keep telling me anymore that it's just this one game or it's like, hey, it was a three-game road trip or whatever like that. No, there's a, a definite trend here of the, this team getting worse on the road at this point.
1: To be fair, uh, if you scroll down the standings, uh, Toronto is the only team with a winning record. On the road, yeah. Uh, Chicago, New England, Houston, Minnesota, and Colorado are all winless. Uh, Colorado has is zero and five, which is which is god awful. So I mean, it is that's just the way this league is.
3: Yeah,
1: it, it's just it's it's bad. It's really yeah. bad.
3: Everybody in this league is a mid-table EPL team where they're just they're lucky to draw on the road.
1: Yeah, so we do have we do have our road win. Hey, Houston's in second place in the West and they have none. There you go. But so
3: high hopes at home. So. Yes, they
1: are high hopes, my friend. High hopes.
0: Anyway, let's read, let's read some tweets. Sure. Well, we, didn't, we didn't one
1: guy. Yeah, which is fine because I want to read them all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Aside from the, uh, well, the first one is just Royer stinks. And do we have to take that back because he scored a goal? Do we <laughs> let that one slide?
3: Eh, garbage time goal. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: and then I'll read the other two together. Oh, by the way, these are from uh, Tonino M, who loves to tweet us, which I'm very happy about. Yeah. Uh, the one he says his team is not complete, Marston. Thinks it is, but it's really not. They need help. And then uh, I love sucking on national TV so everyone can see how bad it is or how bad it was. Yeah. yeah. So let's, let's, let's touch on those. I mean, this team is clearly not not complete. No. Clearly. Uh, lack of speed. Lack of depth in the back.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, plenty of forwards. Only one plays. <laughs> <laughs>
3: You know what we need to do? You know, this. Uh, you, know, you know what we need to do? I hope they do this uh, July. I hope they get uh, Aaron E. Hansen, just add another forward. Yeah, Why not? Throw them all up there. That's what we need at this point. Uh. Yeah. So,
1: you know, <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, obviously, we have to, we have to wait for July, so nothing's going to happen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then Edward Riddard said it uh, about an hour ago. He just yelled the word attendance. Yeah. Which was again? Could, can it get lower from an MLS game this year?
3: Yeah, uh, you know, if can it, it get it, worse? It, it, I will say this much: I would have been able to overlook attendance this week if not for the earlier attendance woes. Because I mean, like, uh, you know, Frank. You know, if for those of you who did spend were at the Red Bull game uh, instead of spending it with your mother, you're all terrible people. You know, it's just that uh, simple. <laughs> and, you know. <laughs> but like but no in all seriousness like I mean not going for Mother's Day, I get it. That's like the one where I get it. It's just that compounding it with the other attendance uh issues we've had this season, it just looks that much worse. Um but yeah, going back to Torninos, yeah, I mean the this team needs help. I mean the good thing is that Tyler Adams will return from the World Cup. Uh Aurelian Collin will heal at some point. Um you know, but uh they're, they're the wing play by, both Royer and Mawil. Um, Gorilla has not been able to overtake either one. Um, maybe when he, maybe he's not at full strength yet. Maybe when he gets there, that'll happen. He can do what he did two years ago. But again, that brings up the point that last year he wasn't his same, wasn't in the same form. So, um, yeah, they need, they need help. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, what have we seen? It's like, Hey, we got, we made another signing. What position? Forward. Ah, uh, okay.
1: I have an idea. All right. Next road game, uh, which I'm not going to look up, Jay, if you want to look it up real quick, it doesn't really matter. Uh, I have a plan. All right. You kind of run the same formation, but you put Gold Branson and Varone on the wings. I want three forwards out there, but if you want speed, put those guys out there. That's yeah, true. Screw it. Road game, let's experiment. We stink on the road anyway, just like every other team. Get some fast guys out there and let's see what happens. Go Why nuts. not? Why not? Right? Just go nuts. The problem is, the problem is, Varone will, uh, you know, start backtracking and then get
0: injured. I mean, that's going to be the one problem. Yeah. But
3: yeah, he'll pivot and then he'll crumple the ground.
0: Right. But I, I don't. I don't even care. Let's get crazy. No. That that is June third against Montreal. By the way.
1: Cool. All right. Why not?
0: So we have two, two home games before that.
1: Alright, so that I mean that'll be uh outdoors too, so we don't have to worry about playing indoors and uh you know anyone getting turf turf thigh. name mm-hmm. It's even turf toe at this point.
3: Yeah. I just hope all the cigarette smoke from the Frenchies doesn't like get into their lungs, you know. Yeah. Like, right. oh we smoke in the stadium. <laughs> We're
1: gonna fill it up. We don't need flares for smoke.
3: Well, we have our cigarettes, oh. Ho, ho. <laughs>
1: This is how we
0: talk in Montreal. Yeah. Oh, like douchey French people.
2: Yeah. I, I believe that was those is great. <laughs>
0: oh. So if I'm looking at the schedule correctly, we only have two more games on turf, and I don't know if one of them actually is. Uh, new England in Minnesota.
3: Mm, yeah, because Minnesota's new stadium won't be built yet, so that will be on the uh, college stadium's turf, right? Portland? Or are we hosting are we, Portland this year? We
0: are... I thought that's a road game, because I thought that we always... Okay, we have Portland on the road, sorry. I I, I skipped over them.
1: Yeah. I always know we play Portland and Seattle on the road the same year. You know, unless they mix things up.
3: Either way, Henri's not playing those games, so...
1: No, he won't. He'll be out. He will go there. Oh, my God. What what year is it? Oh.
3: Oh, oh, oh. had a flashback, man. had a flashback.
1: Back on the island.
3: a flashback to... uh... What was it 2011 when we were supposed to take the league by storm we finished in like fifth place?
1: <laughs> yeah, those, those were the days.
3: Yeah. Hey, do you have likes? <laughs> uh, I don't.
0: Oh, well, actually, hold on. My like is that I turned the game off early and didn't suffer. <laughs> <seven minutes.
1: laughs> my like is that I had a great Mother's Day. So that's it. I, I hung out with my mom and the woman's mom, and it was fun, and we ate barbecue. So and it was nice out in uh, where I was in uh, Connecticut. That's it. So not even game
3: related. Uh, my like is beer makes games hurt less and makes them flow faster. Beer make
1: <laughs> pain go down.
3: Remember, pain go responsibly. Away with beer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw this. I'll throw this in for my Mother's Day. Uh, went to a restaurant in Red Beck, New Jersey called Pazzo's and. They had a vodka, what, what was it they called it? Vodka cream pie, I think. It was basically penny vodka, but in pizza form.
1: Mm-hmm. It was, it oh, was good. Yeah. Nice. Very cool. Jay's always in New Jersey when the Red Bulls are playing at home and he never ends up being at the game. Because, yeah. because I have no that. shit.
2: <laughs> but you yeah. ever notice
1: that? Isn't no weird timing. Yeah. It's weird timing. The only time you're in Jersey, like the Red Bulls are playing at home.
0: Like not even when they're on the road, it's always a home game. Yeah, I'm looking at the schedule. Let's see. Um, uh. Oh, fucking perfect! The next time I'll be in New Jersey is the day we're hosting NYCFC at home. Of course. Yay. <laughs> I have money to go to. Called it. Oh god, man! It I, that is it's really true. Ah. God damn. Weird. Oh, and in the beginning of the season, we hosted... Col- Wait, no, I wasn't... Was I back at that point? Yeah, we hosted Colorado. I was... Granted, I had a bum ankle, but I was in New Jersey at my in-laws' house. <laughs> Man, I should really just see if I how many games I missed because I was in New Jersey. We'll see. That's, that'd be funny to look at. Um, predictions, none of us got this right. You guys both predicted wins. I predicted a draw, so... Like the Red Bulls, we've stalled out in terms of points for the last three (laughs) weeks. Uh, Truman, you're at 10 points. Pat, you're at 9. I'm at 4. So there you go. Let's talk about the Red Bulls getting cut up on Friday night, the second of a three-game home stretch. Uh, They'll be hosting Toronto, uh, 7.30 p.m. Eastern start time on MSG. Hey, look at that. The game not on national TV. Yeah. Amazing. Um. Huh. I, didn't Gio's I didn't realize he out. I didn't realize he's out with injury. That's, yeah, that's how much I've been working the vegan bakery. I don't know what other teams are up to, let alone the Red Bulls. Yeah, that's, I don't know that's what other teams are up to.
1: That's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing he's uh, he's banged up.
0: Hey, the Red Bulls can use the help. So
1: you better play the rest of the teams hurt.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, let's talk predictions. I want to go first because I never get to go. I never make myself go first. And you're never on the show, so... No, I'm not on the team. show anymore, so that's kind of part of it. <laughs> Are we here again? Uh, I'm going to go with my team from last week. I do not trust this team. They have to prove to me that they can take care of business. So I'm going to go with a 2-1 loss. Simple as that. I do not trust this team to win a game.
1: Ouch. Hard to blame you. Pat, I'll let you go second. I'll go last. It's fine.
3: Uh, I too, uh, don't trust this team and they're going up against the best team in the league with or without Gio. I'm going with two nothing loss. Uh, you know, I just think the back line is not as good without uh, Colin in there. The midfield is not as good with, uh, without Adams in there. Um, I'm going to buy a lot of beer tomorrow, uh, before <laughs> I get home. That's for sure. Um, see, so because I just, I, I, yeah, I've, I've lost at least in the current form. At least until Adams and Colin are back, I've uh, I've lost faith in this team. So I'm going to go and, and again, it's no slouch. And you could say Gio's out injury, yeah. You know how many injuries did LA have with old rickety legs, uh, Jones and Robbie Rogers, and they're a bottom feeding team that still beat us three one. So a good team. Actually, I think I'm probably even being generous, saying two nothing. But I'm going to stick with it. Two nothing loss.
1: TFC beat them at home last year which really sucked because I was there. Mm. Uh, My friend who's a big TFC fan was there too and got to rub it in the whole drive home. So that was a real treat. Ugh, Canadians. Uh, The only reason I think the Red Bulls have a chance in this game is that that LA game is still sitting in the pit of their stomach. And it's a short-ish week since they played on Sunday and now they're playing Friday night. It's the only reason I think they can be motivated for this game, that and Giovico being out. And I guess I'll have to be... I guess I'll be different and say uh a two two draw i you know I don't expect them to win either if they lose, dear God, uh I'm curious as to who will even be there, but uh, let's touch on that, shall we?
0: yeah, it's time for the attendance excuse.
1: Hmm, I'm going to say Friday night traffic issues. That's my attendance excuse. Yeah, I think
0: that one's, no, that one's kind of almost a no-brainer, at least in my opinion.
1: This is, this, is a, this is a Friday, I think, excuse.
0: No, there shouldn't be an excuse, but it's but the the problem is it's the same excuse that you get on a Wednesday night game. It's I'm at work, and I have to make my way to the stadium, and it's not easy.
1: Well, we haven't played a Wednesday game yet, so I can't use that yet. Well... We only played a Wednesday road game.
3: Oh, I can't. This is going to be bad. Yep. Will it be as bad as Sunday? Uh, it'll be tickets are going on StubHub for six bucks bad.
1: Woo! Is that, wait, is that the truth or you're just throwing that out there?
3: Oh, that's the truth.
1: Get no way.
3: Wait, Upper hold on, hold on. First deck? Multiple tickets going for $6. Bottom deck? Uh, upper upstairs cheapest lower level ticket is well it's actually supporters
1: 9.95 wow wow yeah. that dude wow womp, womp. yikes it's you know the first sign and i think we talked about this before is um when i'm in the esc group and and uh, there's a lot of people that say they can't make the game mm-hmm. When the supporter section is uh, giving out tickets, not giving them out, but people looking to offload their tickets, that's that's warning sign number one. Yeah. And if you're saying tickets are on sale for $6 upper deck and $9 in the supporter section, uh-huh. oof, wow. Yeah. That's Any- yeah. bad. That's bad.
3: Anyway, my excuse for uh, low attendance is that uh, it's going to be a protest for the wall not being built on the Canadian border yet by the really confused Trump fans who don't realize where we're supposed to build the uh, wall. So that's that's why it's, they're going to protest any Canadian team. They're, I was going to say they're
1: trying to they're trying to keep TFC out.
3: Yeah, they want to keep Canadians out of the country. So um, and they're just protesting that the wall hasn't been started on the Canadian border yet. So they're not going to they're not going to go to the game out of protest. I'm sure the Penguins would like to keep the Ottawa Senators out. Womp, want. Or, you know, or the Rangers would have liked to have kept them out for, like, <laughs> the last three minutes of two games. <laughs>
1: <sighs> Jay, do you have another excuse
0: for us? Uh, I mean, I can think of a, a few off time ahead. Um, let's see. Trump said something stupid. And you know gets impeached because that could be a thing. Uh, Is that why you don't show up to a game? Though I don't know if that's why you don't show up to a game. <laughs> I mean, of all the reasons, at least that, one's so bad. At least that one could actually work. Like, <laughs> um, protesting the Red Bulls. I, I, it's Friday night. Obviously, that's a the, you already talked about that one. Um, it's quote too hot for May.
1: There you go. See, we had one.
0: Um, it's, like supposed to, it's supposed to get nice again tomorrow. It, it's still supposed to be in the 80s around game time. That's why I say that. Um, it's it, the 70s. Week, week, Two, week, let's write that down. Too hot for May weekend before Memorial Day preparations. I mean, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you gotta get it, you gotta get ready the week before Memorial Day.
0: Damn yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, come on. The Red Bulls play. Let's see. They play the Saturday of Memorial Day, so you gotta get ready to go to to possibly not go to that game for your party. So, right,
1: <laughs> you have to prepare to not attend another game. So you gotta stay home tomorrow night and then go. Okay, how do I not show up next week?
0: Well, no, because the next week is, uh, is it's, it's this is how it works though. It's I'm throwing a party on Saturday, but I can't do anything preparation wise during the week, and I have shit to do this weekend. So Friday night, I'm gonna go out and buy everything.
1: Yeah, I gotta lock it up. I gotta lock it up tomorrow
3: night. Seems like a good good excuse for me. Gotta prepare that meat.
0: A week long like roast, sure.
3: Exactly. Or if you're like an insane slow cooker, like just keep the coals at a hundred degrees for the whole week.
0: <laughs> Man, that'd be it's pretty it. impressive actually. Gotta check on it every ten minutes. Never know. No, come on. That person has the, the slow cooker thermometer with the wireless and it hooked up to their house so they can be at work and remote into it and see what it is. Yeah. Come on. And then somehow have like an automatic feeder. So this way when they're at work and as you start to drop, they can just say, I want you to, to feed more wood in and keep it going. <laughs> feed wood. I feel, <laughs> I feel like that's a, that should be a thing. And if it's not, it will be at some point because people are crazy. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else about this game, or we ready to move on?
1: No, we could talk about it next week when they lose again. It's well, fine. Yeah, yeah. It's fine.
0: All right. Dumping Ground. Yay. Since, again, I've been working crazy hours at the Vegan Bakery, you guys get to lead the discussion in Dumping
3: Ground. All right. So Pat, you want to go first? Sure. I'll, I'll be, go second. I'll be the first one. Red Bulls host the Smurfs in some sort of uh, meaningless cup. <laughs> 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 On June sixteenth at Red Bull Arena, it's not the international
0: <laughs> champions cup. Hmm. It's not the international champions cup.
3: Uh no, because that one is at least televised.
0: Is it the Emirates? Uh, is it the Emirates tournament? That's the one? Uh, that's Arsenal. Arsenal. That's not Man
3: that, United. Sorry, Manchester is, City. I mean, I'm
0: just ask that,
3: that one is also televised. Uh no, this is some other one. I don't know, but uh, I'm sure people are going to like take it way too seriously, uh, despite the fact that nobody's going to show up. So. Um, yeah. Here, all
1: right, listen. I have a question for you. Yeah. Since it is it is uh, Smurf City that we're playing, and they decided to host it uh, at Red Bull Arena, what will have more attendance: this game, or the combination of the LA game and tomorrow night's game combined?
0: Ooh. Are we because it, it is it is reported it is, or actual? Uh.
1: Actual, if it, it just let's just go by by the eye.
0: I still say the combined wins only because one of those games was on a Sunday, and this is going to be the midweek excuse game because it it is Open Cup. Uh,
1: I think it's a I think it's a Friday night actually.
0: Really? Wait, you mean they're actually putting it on the weekend?
1: I think so. June sixteenth, right? right? Yeah. It's, uh, Friday it can't be that it's
3: Friday night. Friday, it's game. Friday, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm still going to say I'm still going to say combined. I think combined will get close to 20. And I think this will probably top out of 15.
1: I'm going to look I'm going to just look it up and make sure I got the date right. I don't want to mess up the date.
3: I'm actually going but, to there right now. So, oh. what they What they get against the Cosmos a few years ago? Not that much.
1: No, it yeah.
3: It was good for US Open Cup. Uh
0: June 14th, it's a Wednesday.
1: Oh, okay, so 14th. Okay, it's a Wednesday night. Sorry, yeah, you know what,
0: this kind of makes... always play Open Cup during the week.
1: Yeah, I kind of made this whole thing moot anyway because um, Wednesday night kind of changes the whole thing because then we can have our Wednesday night excuses. There you go. I, I still think that will be a well-attended game just because of the
0: rivalry. So
3: do
0: you think the Red Bulls are playing NYC because the Cosmos lost the last in the last round?
1: Yeah, oh, for sure. That's, I mean, if you looked at if you looked at the uh, the way it's set up, that was always going to be the matchup. Um, it was just a coin flip that determined who hosted.
3: Okay, so the Cosmos and uh, Red Bulls faced off in Red Bull Arena on July first, two thousand fifteen, and eleven thousand four hundred forty two showed up. Supposedly, so yeah, so good for <laughs> yeah. You know, I have a feeling like that's like because don't they sell these tickets like two weeks in advance? I mean, I kind of feel like that was probably the actual. Uh, and I do remember looking more full than usual for an Open Cup match.
0: Yeah, but well, I mean, I think also the Open Cup it becomes like a free game for like season ticket holders too, which probably helps the the quote attendance number.
1: Maybe I don't know. I'm I'm gonna try to go to that game. I'm gonna make an effort.
0: I'll be lucky if I can watch that okay. game live at home.
3: Probably unlikely. I'm gonna forget about it, and then everyone's gonna then I'm gonna hear about it, and I'm gonna be like, meh. Nah.
0: They're going to talk about it, and you'd be like, "Ugh."
3: Ugh. <laughs> uh, know, who knows? By then, the Red Bulls may be out of the running for uh, MLS MLS Cup, and maybe we will. For that, I
0: mean, we're right on right now, so it's very possible we could be in the in the non playoff spot. Be like, let's go consolation prize! Woo! Hey, remember, we still have the Champions League next year. Let's two yep. Con- consolation prizes. Woo! Look at it this way. If CONCACAF hadn't reformatted the Champions League for uh seventeen, eighteen, we could possibly not have Champions League to play in eighteen. Because they yeah. did it, we get a buy straight two next year.
1: Yeah. We're smart. We're Alright, let's move on. Let's yeah. let's move on, shall we? Yeah, sky blue Tom. Uh, sky blue! They did something we only did once, win on the road. There you go. Yeah, and won in Houston 3-1, to one, which is pretty badass. Uh, they had a nice contingent go down of uh, Cloud9 supporters, so that was very, very cool. Uh, I'm sure they ate awesome barbecue, which I'm extremely jealous of. Nice. But uh, yeah, big 3-1 uh, win on the road, and now they play Houston again. On Saturday, I don't know the time. It's probably, I would assume it's 7 o'clock. Um, check their schedule. But it's going to be the, their only uh, national broadcast game. Uh,
0: okay. Saturday
1: at 4. Oh, four o'clock. Okay. Well, it's still going to be broadcast uh, nationally. So if you're not doing anything, go out there and fill up the place. You know? Get, get, get pumped up and get loud. It would be very, very nice to see uh, a packed house.
0: Yeah. And you can see a team actually win. Yeah. Oh.
1: Yeah, because they a uh, good it's chance always, they won't. The, uh, the Red Bulls won't the night before.
0: It's always a selling point.
1: Yeah.
3: So, Alright, so here's something I just read because I felt like adding something because I wanted to. That's
0: uh, Demigrant's 4.
3: English <laughs> soccer introduces retro bands for simulation. Two matches if you uh, try to deceive the ref. So I would love to see that come to MLS. And also go to the international game for sure hmm
1: interesting.
3: I would uh, think that we'd actually do uh, especially for the American audience that is still very much skeptical of the sport because of all the drama um, you know it was kind of funny I was watching the game on uh, on Sunday with my brother my brother-in-law and my dad happened to be, they watched part of it with me. And uh, it was early in the game when Aaron Long got hurt and went down. They're like, "Oh, would the wind blow him down?" I'm like, "No, he's American. He's actually hurt." <laughs> and so they're like, "Oh, okay." And uh, I like they how they
0: accepted it. that too. That's perfect.
3: What's that? I like how they accepted that too. Yeah, they were they were like, "Oh, okay," you know. my brother was like, "What is it? The Italians or the Spanish?" I'm like, "Yeah, mostly them," <laughs> you know. I pick those people. So uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, anyway. Black, by the way, not just Italian. Yeah, you got the name; it's enough. You know, so yeah, they, just lucky. you're just lucky you weren't named Benny.
1: They definitely wouldn't implement that in um, any league that Cristiano Ronaldo
3: plays in. So exactly. Yeah. Uh, La Liga will not be getting that anytime soon. <laughs> Indeed. So yeah, yeah. That's just my little quick thing that I saw while scrolling through some news. So,
1: Jay, do you have any more soccer stuff?
0: No, I do not.
1: Okay, so I want to talk about uh, Chris Cornell passing away, oh. which is s- super, super sad, super depressing. Uh, the news broke that he committed suicide, which is even worse. Uh, I'm not going to get all preachy because that's, I mean, that's not this show. But I want to ask you guys this, okay? I'm gonna, I want you guys to rank these four albums from uh, the great grunge era. I want to. I want to see where you guys rank them. Okay, I'm going to. These are not the uh, mostly not the first albums, but I think these are the uh, best albums, most important albums, etc. Okay, so here we go. So we'll so Soundgarden. All right, Bad Motorfinger. Mm-hmm. I think that was their, their breakout album. Right, Nirvana's Nevermind.
3: Ooh.
1: Pearl Jam ten,
3: Ooh.
1: and Alice Allison Chain's Dirt. What? How do you rank them one to four?
3: Uh, Nirvana, Bad Motifinger, ten, and then Allison Chains. I was never a big Allison Chains fan.
0: Fair enough, Jay. I have to say, I and I'm going to sound really bad here because I grew up in the '90s. That I can't rank these because I honestly didn't listen to most of that stuff until. Actually, I still haven't listened to most of that stuff, so I can't even like tell you like the, the main song on any of those albums. Ouch. I know. That makes me bad. That makes me a bad <laughs> person. I get that. I'm just. I... Jay,
3: Jay thinks poison is real metal. <laughs> no, I'm not,
0: that, I'm not that stupid. No, you know what it is? I was growing up with two sisters, and my mom always left Z100 on. So, those should, if I heard anything of those, it was always like the one off, like the real, real popular songs. So.
1: Well, so, I mean. Smells like but teen I, But spirit. I
0: I can't use the albums because I never knew what they were from. Right. So I don't want to. I don't want to try to rank them and be that guy that tr- that says, "Hey, I know what I'm talking about," when I really don't.
1: You could you could have lied to the fans. You
0: could have. You could have lied. You could have lied. Could have. Yeah. But no, I, I I gotta keep the public trust here. <laughs> trust.
3: I right. have the fans trust.
1: So mine definitely Pearl Jam ten is number one for me. Uh, Soundguard, number two. Uh, uh, also, Nirvana three and Alice Chains four, and I'm just putting that for it because it's it's still a great album. Um, But I think, I was never a Nirvana fan, but it was, it was such a good album when it came out. But uh, Pearl Jam 10, I, I still listen to that all the time. It's still so damn solid. And uh, Eddie Vedder's the only one left alive, so there's also that. Yeah, yeah. Those Eddie's, Eddie's still kicking. Yeah. Uh, so, if you guys have an opinion, or if you want to just tell us what your favorite band of that era was too, let us know what, what your favorite album was because there's still Stone Double Pilots was out there, uh, Mud Honey was out there. Huge
3: uh, S.T.P. fan. Yeah. Oh yeah. Core. I, I all. You know.
1: I almost went with that album, but I said, "Nah." I, I passed on it. So yeah.
3: A huge S.T.P. fan. I mean, I don't know. if Smashing Pumpkins is quite considered grunge, but a huge Smashing Pumpkins fan. Uh, uh,
1: it's kind of the same era. It was, I don't. I don't think it was grunge, but it still popped up in that we all write sad songs. You know, sad rock songs era. Uh,
3: "Burden in My Hand" is actually my favorite Soundgarden song. Believe it or not, I okay. love "Burden in My Hand." Uh, I actually I like "Audio Slave." I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of Chris Cornell. I mean, it's really uh, when I heard that that you know I was I think I was driving with a friend uh, today when he's like, "Oh, Chris Cornell hung, hung himself." I'm like, "Wow, oh, that sucks," you know yeah like, I, I have another friend who shares uh he he does the music at my uh at my church that I work at and attend and he he says that he he imagines that the choir of angels when he gets to heaven is gonna sound like chris Cornell like <laughs> you know that's how that's how that that's his opinion of uh, Cornell. And, hey I can't disagree the guy had a hell of a voice there's no doubt about it
1: yeah I think if you take any of those bands from that era, he's the number one vocalist by
3: far. Absolutely. By by far, he's unbelievable. So yeah, so that 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 was yeah that was like you know that was probably the first I mean that might be the first celebrity death of twenty six twenty seventeen where I've been like oh that hurts that blows yeah, yeah. he'll be missed for sure. Mm-hmm. Jay won't miss him though. Yeah, Jay will not miss him. He was too busy. Hey, like. I,
0: hey I have some sound garden <laughs> songs in my my playlist. The problem is, I just never got into that era of music in such a way that I was listening to whole albums. So
1: you just, I, I think the problem was you just missed it. your age. You just, I, I was right there in high school. I was, as it was happening.
0: I mean, that could, I, I it's probably that plus the, the, you know, not having control over the radio when I was <laughs> in high school. Cause having to deal with two sisters and, a, and my mom, who's just left C100 on. And it's,
3: yeah, you J- 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 actually
0: live in there. They'll know what I'm talking about in this. It's just all like boy bands and girl bands and all, all that shit and Right you
1: you got like the second half of the nineties with Spice Girls and all that and NSYNC yeah, and all that's that. That's not that stuff. the
3: problem. Hey, Limp gift for life, yo. Ooh. Oh yeah,
1: and that. <laughs> yeah.
3: No, I I read I definitely re- I heard grunge when I was younger, but I rediscovered it later for sure. I mean there's no doubt about that. Uh Jay, you're younger than me, right? Yeah, I'm the youngest guy here. Yeah, so um yeah, because I mean I graduated high school and it was. It was corn, it was Limp Biscuit. Uh and then it was Pop Punk, which Pop Punk I still love. Uh Corn, first three albums I still like. Limp Biscuit is just fills me with deep shame. <laughs> As it should. As, <laughs> As it rightfully should. The, the, the
0: khaki pants backwards
3: red hat era of my life. Uh, I think
0: I was on the tail end of that, by the way, because I, and I'm sad to admit this, but I did actually have, although I don't I don't think I paid for it, for whatever it's worth, I think I did have that, hot, whatever album from Lipstick was the one, like the Hot Dog Flavored Water, I think. Oh, well, yeah. that one
3: was so bad. I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and... and the only reason I had it was because it's on Rolling and I was, i thought I was—you <laughs> like the Undertaker. <laughs> no. I wasn't really watching wrestling at that point, like on a regular basis. It's because like I had just gotten my driver's license, and I'm like, oh, this is cool. This is this is me. Like, the windows down. I'm not known any better. Seventeen year old Jason, like
3: eighteen <laughs> year old Pat, like to fly out of the high school parking lot with his windows rolled down, blasting Nookie.
0: <laughs> I if I could have flown out of the parking lot, I would. I would have tried, but
3: that wasn't even possible. Eighteen-year-old <laughs> uh, pa- uh, Pat did a fake beauty pageant called Mister Spiffy High, where like it was for charity, and the guys, you know, it was evening wear, swimwear, and then a talent. My talent was to sing "Nookie" to in front of my entire high school. Oh so, man, yeah, yeah.
0: Although it would have been funny if. 17-year-old me driving out of the parking lot of a Catholic high school blasting Nookie, like, <laughs> that would have just been perfect. Yeah.
3: So, I mean, yeah, no, I was I was a biscuit head. I, I do want to listen to $3 Bill of Y'all again and see if I still like that one. I know I definitely wouldn't like Significant Other anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh,
1: my, uh, my My last word on Soundgarden is... If I had to hear Black Hole Sun on the radio or MTV one more time, I was going to put my fist to the TV. Man, they killed that song. Oh, they killed so, the it. They, they, oh, they beat that song to death. hmm It was like, here's Spoon Man. Okay, Spoon Man. All right. Oh, here's this song four billion times. There you go. you like, Spoon Man, we're going to ram this down your throats. You know
0: what's funny? Black Hole Sun, I know more of because of Weird Al Yankovic playing one of his polka songs <laughs> than to the actual song.
3: That's funny. Mm-hmm.
0: and i like how was just quiet on that uh, oh no true. sorry i was uh, i'm
1: sending you guys something oh, uh okay i i think i sent it properly so sorry i got silent but yeah oh yeah i did you guys can watch that later maybe we'll put that at the end of the show instead make everyone feel happy <laughs>
3: <laughs> right, i mean i just uh, opened it and saw what it is and i <laughs> I, I see that i uh, yeah I'm yeah gonna laugh at
1: so that. enjoy that
0: oh
3: if we don't if we don't
1: play that uh, instead of what I wanted to play, uh, uh, if we don't play it, I'll post it on our Twitter account later.
0: So in, ca- in case, because I'm not going to sure what's going to end up on the final editing because you know copyright all that crap. So the the video that we just got sent was uh, Mad TV Limp Bizkit parody of Posen, or called Posen, I should say.
1: Yeah, it's it's. Oh man, it's so funny! It's so so funny.
0: And then the here's the funny thing. So the up next video on YouTube is. Another Matt TV parody, at Black Friend. Oh. <laughs> I feel like it's a dangerous rabbit hole I could go down
3: Oh, man. Uh,
0: anyway, uh, anything else we want to talk about?
3: No, I think that's it. I
1: think we've done enough damage. Uh, aside, yeah. from, aside from Forza Lucha, right? I'm going to keep on mentioning that. Go to our yeah. Twitter account, yeah, 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 Forza yeah, Lucha. Yeah. If you want to sponsor the show, uh, email us, forzalucha at gmail.com. I'll give you all the details. Uh, I could probably talk about that every week. So, yeah,
0: that's it. Cool. That's right. You, you announced – did you guys announce a venue? I don't remember.
1: We announced uh, – yeah, it's the Holy Cross Community Center in Harrison. It's right across the street from the infamous Harrison Courts. You can't miss it. So if you know where the courts are, go across the street. It's right there.
3: Boom. So right oh, down it's Frank, actually, right oh. down Frank Rogers, all Right. Huh.
1: Yes, sir. Yeah, right off Frank Rogers. Yeah. It's like a block or two from the green room. Perfect. Yeah, so it's it's going to be a really, really uh, awesome spot, and it's inside this year, so no one will melt.
0: As long as nobody hits their head on the ceiling.
1: No, you can't. You ain't hitting your
0: head on this ceiling, trust me. Okay, I... I've never been there, so I don't know. That's the
1: room's so big it has a balcony, so if that, that helps oh, you. Oh, man. Yeah.
0: Easy, easy. If you get enough people, you get ECW type of shit going on. You want a high
1: spot off the balcony, don't you? That's what you're looking for.
3: Yeah. Come on. Oh, definitely. I mean, Joey Janela jumped into flames and got on TV. He can jump off the balcony and get back on TV. <laughs> <laughs> See, now you mention it. It's like Chekhov's gun. You, you put it there. It has to be used.
1: That's true.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, on that note, let's get out of here. Uh, you can visit us at com slash red hyphen bull hyphen rant. Uh, Help support us by going to patreon.com slash Rant throwing a few bucks our way. Money. You can email us Rant at gmail.com. Actually, reminds me, I didn't check the g I didn't check the email again. What the no way. Here, here
1: comes one because we're wrapping the show.
0: Up. Yes, we do have one. Yay. Oh, whoa, this this is what the fuck? This is like a, this is like almost like an article. Cool. Alright, we are definitely going to read this because I think this is... I haven't read this yet, so we're going to... This is unedited completely. Uh, This is from Rob Carpentier.
3: Holy shit, this thing is long.
0: (laughs) See? I told you, it could be an article. Uh, So he says, good afternoon, and this was May 12th. So this would have been the day... This was actually after the last episode. So before we actually before uh, before the LA match,
1: you guys got to read these things earlier.
0: Well, how would, you, what would it matter? Because this was after the episode you guys recorded last week. It wasn't going to get on the air till this episode anyway. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Ralph says, "Good afternoon, gentlemen. I am a displaced New Jerseyan living, working, and coaching in Minnesota. I grew up in the shadow of Giant Stadium. and was raised on the Pele." I can't say that name. Canalia. Yeah, whatever. Beckenbauer, Cosmos of the late 70s, early 80s. As soon as MLS started up, I was an instant fan of the MetroStars slash Red Bulls. What I'm writing to you about is too long for a simple tweet, but it is an area I would love to see discussed in depth at some point on an upcoming episode. I believe that there are three areas that are causing the Red Bulls to stumble and stutter this season, and they are foundational in nature, meaning until something significantly changes in one of these areas, I believe the team will struggle mightily to get an MLS Cup final, let alone win it. The three areas are Jesse Marsh, the trade of Dax McCarty, and the philosophy behind the building of the squad. No argument there. What?
3: I said no argument there.
0: All right. So hold on. He, he is more. Well, of course. Uh, so that, in, by the way, is four, four lines in this email. Let me begin with Marsh. I am not going to call for his dismissal, but Marsh had some areas that other teams couldn't exploit, especially this season. Marsh has some very good qualities as a head coach. He seems to prepare his teams well for games and is a good motivator, a coach who players want to play for in-game and game out. Uh, the last point is especially key in that he has shown that he will not put a player on the pitch if they haven't shown in practice. It has been apparent that Marsh sticks with his doctrine regardless of a player particular player's wage bill, which... Side note, wage bill? like I mean, I get that, but that's unusual for an American to to throw that in there.
1: He uh, moved to Minnesota. That's what happened. They're transforming him.
0: Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, however, these two areas where Marsh has shown a chink in the arm of the season, first of all, the lack of urgency and mental toughness on the road speaks for itself in terms of his ability to set up his team for success in those situations. There's, there's the Dax trade. I heard your latest Red Bull rant this morning, and one of you spoke about how the team may lack trust right now, specifically in Marsh, because of the trade. Then there is the tactical... What was that?
3: He listens to me in the words <laughs> I say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> then there is the tactical area where I believe Marsh truly struggles. His insistence on the bucket four four two 2 both last season, and this has gone wrong both times. The insistence on playing the system could be a result of lining up with Red Bull's global soccer setup, but it seems naive when Red Bull has a squad. Uh, one created more and more by Marsh, as evidenced by the dismissal of Valley Curtis, that isn't built for the 4-2-2-2 system. Or is it? Marsh has been inflexible on changing the positions of certain players, even when it might benefit the team as a whole. He showed this in Montreal and is shown in New Jersey. The so probably won't change, but here's an example. If Marsh really wanted to tr- try out the 4-2-2-2, he could simply flip Sasha Kleschen and Felipe. Kleschen showed in the waning moments of the season opener in Atlanta, he can deliver in a deep center midfield role. Felipe, being younger and having a different skill set, could play in the more attacking midfield world. It worked the one time Marsh tried it, and while I understand that question is coming off a fantastic season, the adage, you're only as good as your last game, seems to ring true here. Further, Marsh seems devoid of ideas in the second half of games when a change in tactical approach is needed. He seems to stick with the old standby of making like-for-like, so, uh, like-for-like replacements with the idea that fresh legs will cause a change of fortunes, or he sticks on an extra defender when the Rebels have a late lead. Even when he had Gil Branson on the field at the same time as BWP, one of them seems more of a winger in the existing four-two-three-one than truly a second striker. How about trying a four-three-three or even a three-five-two when chasing the game? I think someone recommended a four-three-three on the show earlier. Actually, hmm. yeah. who could that be? Marsh actually has a team capable of playing both these formations, and it would represent something for which an opponent doesn't have an answer for when the switch is made. Finally, with the rumors. So, oh, so he says finally, and there's like another half of my screen. So. <laughs> yeah.
3: hey, here's the thing. I, I like it. it. I like it. <laughs> I like it. It's, it's not like it's uh, nonsense. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, just, I'm
0: laughing at the light. That's all. Yeah. And actually, apparently he says finally a few times. So. Cool. <laughs> finally, with the rumors of coaching in Austria swirling around this preseason, I can't help but wonder if Marsh doesn't have his full attention on the Red Bulls maybe subconscious, but it will have negative effect nonetheless. The second reason behind the team's mediocre play this season is the trade of McCarty. Apart from my son's huge disappointment in losing his hero, my son is a redhead and refers to himself as the Shinja Ninja and now Mm -hmm. has become a Chicago fan symbol because of McCarty. (gasps) Uh. Yeah. I mean, it's the kid.
1: Kids these days.
0: Uh, The team seems with when a vocal and forceful captain is needed. Again, you mentioned this on your latest podcast. However, I'm going to dig deeper on two levels. First, I believe that players talk privately throughout the season. I think it's a safe assumption Dax is not a fan of Marcy's ace, and I'm certain he is a, he has let at least those on the Red Bull squad know that he, or sorry, on the Red Bull squad that he means close to those feelings. I'm pretty sure he told us that on Twitter too. Uh, that can help fester a lack of trust in the locker room that I believe is pretty evident. Second, for all the talk of Tyler Adams and Sean Davis, neither was a real replacement for Dax in terms of skill set. The Red Bulls have gone from playing the last two seasons with a central midfield containing a number 10, a number 8, and a number 6 to one where there is still a number 10, but now there are two number 8s and no number 6. Essentially, the defense, which has been prone to the counter for two-plus seasons, has now lost its shield. There has been no adjustment for that. Finally, although the above two reasons are significant in terms of the team's inconsistency, I believe the third reason, the team-building philosophy, is the most important reason for the lack of success for the past few years beyond the supporter shield. RBNY is certainly trying to fit into the global soccer tactic of Rolf Ragnick. That means younger players, the high-pressure system, and a belief in team first. It has been a huge success for Red Bull Leipzig, Salzburg, and even the Red Bulls in the regular season. And that's my point. The Rothball model is one that is set up for success over the course of a season, or more bluntly, a European league season. It generally isn't something that leads to much success in, say, the Europa League, Ajax is the notable exception this season, or the Champions League. Those competitions, set up much more like a standard knockoff play- or knockout playoff system in the United States, has champions who are squads that have at least one or two difference-makers on the roster. These are players who could be invisible for 89 minutes and then in a matter of seconds make a play that no one on the field can make, thus turning the game. The Red Bulls saw this firsthand in the past two seasons in the playoffs when facing Columbus's Kai Kamara and Montreal's Mateo Macuso. Kamara was a known quantity, but Mancuso was completely impotent for almost the entire first leg tie between the Impact and Red Bull's last season when he turned on an innocuous long ball into a one-time SportsCenter highlight. The Red Bulls simply don't have that kind of player, one who can turn a game on his head in an instant even when the team looks devoid of ideas. Question isn't a goal scorer and he isn't the kind of number 10 that strikes fears in the heart of opponents. He's efficient when he is on and sees the field well, but he isn't athletic and he isn't overly physical. Ray Phillips will be in the MLS Hall of Fame one day when they create it, but he is a poacher, not a creator. Without service, he goes lost. There is one difference maker forward in New York right now, and he wears blue.
2: Ooh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> About the only player with the capacity of being that kind of player on the Red Bull roster and playing the current high-press system is Mike Garella. Still, he lacks natural speed and thus can't exploit an opponent when he beats them off the dribble. Again, there is one difference maker Difference making winner in New York right now, and while his name may be Harrison, he doesn't play in Harrison. Oh. Man, this guy <laughs> should be a writer. <laughs> I feel that a goal scoring winner is a top priority for the team this summer, especially with the money the team has and the assets the team can trade. Yes, a good central midfielder is also a requirement, if for nothing else but that. But the, but the even a somewhat difference maker on the wing would be a change, thing significantly going forward. Some ideas. The most obvious one that takes into account the needs of the team along with the best with both financial constraints and the team concepts of the trade with New England for Teal Bunbury. He is capable of being the lone striker in the Red Bull system, but is also capable of playing the wing in the same system or in a four three three. He is on the outs of New England because Coach Jay Heaps has opted for a four four two diamond with Lee Win and the aforementioned Kamara in the forward roles. The remaining skill set to the narrow wingers is not something Burnbury really has in his arsenal. It is also a pretty poor secret that Burnbury wants out of New England. Red Bull could trade a play with value to the Reds and Gonzalo Verone, with the Red Bulls agreeing to pick up most, if not all, of his salary, but his salary in terms of how it affects the Red Bull salary cap would come off the books. Another trade that would make sense is sending a right back and some money across the river for Tommy McNamara. The pieces fit even better for this one, but it seems unlikely these rivals will make a trade, and Verone would never be in a mix in this one. It would probably be Connor another good young attacking player like Junior Flemings, or late, and cash, but this trade actually makes sense to both teams, rivalry notwithstanding. A pick trade could be with Minnesota United, because the Red Bulls could get both the attacking player and defender they need in Johan Vegas and Vadim... Yeah, Wow. You had to throw me names I didn't know. That's
1: right. He knows you very well.
0: Uh, Johan Venegas and Vadim Denimov. Both are out of favor right now, and Minnesota United would love to get them off the books. Demidov is actually a solid center back with Champions League experience. His issue is that his skill set is more like Matt Miazga's, but the Loons already had that with Francisco Calvo and playing two players with the same skill sets in the middle of defense was disaster. On the Red Bulls, he'd be paired with a player any of the s- center backs really. He'd be more of a traditional stay-at-home defender. Ven- Venegas has a tone of talent and is a passer f- of some renown as well as a more consistent goal-scoring threat. If anyone on the Red Bulls not with the initials BWP. He is a difference maker. He is also a head case. He recently was pulled early from the game because of effort issues, and when he didn't start the next game, he needed a few days, quote, off to clear his head at the behest of his coach. Also, he is much more effective in the middle of the pitch than on the wing. Still, to nab both those guys' variables probably would only have to give up cash, or if a player was involved, it would probably only have to be a fringe player. That's how much I think Minnesota wants them off the books, reading the tea leaves. I'm certain you know more of idea. No of more ideas where Red Bull can get help where needs. Thank you for putting up with this very long quote rant about the team's current struggles. I'd like to
1: retire from the show immediately.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: he can have my job. He is the new. He is the new host of Red Bull Rant. Yeah, I
0: well, no, 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 no. he can't. No, he's not the host. He's like the analysis. I, the...
1: Yeah. Wow. That 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 was because
0: honestly, I didn't think any of that shit.
1: No, I, and I, I am completely uh, being honest when I say that was Matt Doyle esque in breaking down this team. Yeah, yeah. I, I wish
0: I had seen this. Soon. Not even joking. More sense at the beginning of the show.
1: Yeah, sure, because no one's listening anymore. Uh, but I don't, you know, I don't care because I, I mean, I can't get into trade talk. Uh, but I. I will just quickly touch back up on the Jesse Marsh thing. Uh, you know, he mentions how these players probably talk off season. Well, yeah. Did you see all the players at Dax's wedding? Mm-hmm. It was like half football players. So clearly they're not going to not be friends. Um, just because Dax gets traded to another team. So I, I can clearly, I can totally see that. And maybe Jesse's now to the point where he was the fun, players coach, and that only works for a couple uh, years, like every sport. yeah. You know, Bruce Arena was certainly not the, uh, the buddy coach, and yeah. that guy won title, so there, there could be a little, there could be, I could definitely see some dissension, especially when Jesse said this game was all on him for listless mm-hmm. team. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I could totally see that. That was an amazing email. Amazing. I wish we did read it earlier because it was yeah. awesome.
3: It might be the best email we've ever gotten. <laughs> <laughs> it is the best email
1: we've ever gotten.
3: Yeah, it's definitely the longest. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah. There's really no point I can pick apart here. Uh, you know, I, I think. Yeah. You, I mean, you've obviously we we have mentioned what you mentioned about Marsh. Uh, I will say, I do you think Sean Davis could develop into the six that this team needs uh, for the four-two-three-one system? We'll see. I mean, that's what a lot of people say his skill set is. I mean, he is after all. I mean, is he even 18? I think he might still be 17. I'm not sure. Um, you know, uh, and, and yeah, I think they, they absolutely need help on the wing. Uh, Teal Benbury, I think is definitely an interesting option and probably the trade that makes maybe the most sense. Uh, I will say about Minnesota, I mean, Venegas, a head case. I don't know if that's going to work in a, the team first. Um, you know, the, the team first, uh, philosophy that we supposedly have. And as for Vadim Demidov, I believe, I could be wrong, but I believe he started the season in Minnesota in central defense when they were getting torn to shreds. And a lot of the criticisms were that he is not fast enough to play central, uh, defense in MLS. So that's another thing I think you kind of want to stay away from. Um, but uh, uh, other than that, and Tommy McNamara, yeah, I would love to see him on the Red Bulls, but yeah, I'm with you. I don't think. Not uh, happen. You know, Yeah, I I just don't see. I don't see the rebels and the uh, NYCFC making a trade. then again, I mean, DC and the rebels made a trade, so you know anything's possible. Uh, But I do, I do like the idea of Teal Bunbury. I think he's somebody who's got a lot of uh, skill um, that hasn't been fully realized. And if he can come in and be that goal-scoring difference maker on the wing, that'd be fantastic. Um, We shall see. I, I kind of. Just based on how this team's behaved so far, um, I, I kind of feel like they're – in terms of making this team better, I just don't think their head's in the game right now, whether that's because Marsha is going to leave, go to Austria, whether that's because Red Bull may be potentially lose, be losing interest altogether in New York. Uh, I don't know what it is, uh, but I, I don't uh, – I mean, even when this summer comes around, I, I'm not exactly expecting any moves. Um You know, it might be somebody much like Royer, where you get up at the end of the window and you're like, yeah, I hope he's good. And uh, despite some flashes, he's been underwhelming for sure. So, uh, but great email. I mean, really, uh, if you ever have more thoughts, by all means, share them.
1: And we'll remember to read it at the beginning of the show.
3: Yeah, we should probably put that in the, you know, I'm just going to even change this week's fan tweets to fan tweets emails. So it's there for when we edit this thing next week. (laughs)
0: I just feel like we need a Google Calendar reminder. Hey, asshole, <laughs> try to make sure there's an email. Uh no, seriously, that was a really great email. Um I I can't add anything to that, so I'm you're gonna try. Hey, but hey Rob, if you wanna send more our way, feel free.
1: Yeah, if and if you're on Twitter, uh tell us what your Twitter handle is. So we can give you props on uh yes. on the tweets. On
0: the uh, I don't it's not in the email, so do uh, it.
3: So let me continue the wrap-up, I guess. Sure, why not? Let's get back
1: to that. Where do we leave off on the wrap-up?
3: Uh, uh, actually, so. here's a tweet we got from Jake Catanese. It said, this implies that you check emails at all, and I debate this. Oh, man, have there ever been a timely tweet? <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: I told him to listen to this episode. <laughs> so. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to email us like Rob did, redbowrant at gmail.com. You can call us at 973-348-5329, facebook.com slash Rant, on Twitter at Red Bull Rant for the show, at Dr. Stooge myself, at PMacDA 2 for Pat, at the Truman for Truman. Subscribe to us via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, basically anywhere you can find the podcast. Last words before we get out of here.
1: For the love of God, win! So I don't have to hear people complaining on Facebook this week.
3: Yeah. Uh, I prefer not to become an alcoholic, so please win. And also... Thank you,
0: Will Uh I'm going to throw something in there I never do, and that's please prove me wrong for once.
3: Yeah. All
0: right, so for Pat Chamber and myself, this has been episode number 223 of the Red Bull Rant. As always, go Red Bulls. Peace out. Lates. <laughs>
2: You won't like what it is When the storm arrives Would you be seen with me By the merciless eye